This is Will Pavey, and I love the Coach's Lounge. Welcome to the Coach's Lounge podcast, dedicated to the experiences from the real coaches' offices around the country. These are the great stories we love to share and hear from the gridiron, court, and fields across America. Now, join coaches Kevin Flanagan and Matt Marshall as they open the lounge. Y'all don't get me fired. Now. We had... uh, (laughs) <laughs> talking about the coaches while we were at it, Westbrook. We have a guy on staff. He's still there. Unbelievable. Probably the best equipment guy I've ever been around in the history of my life. Uh, I wish I could say his name right now, but I don't. he's, he's retired, rehired, so he's I've back there. I've already told one so. story about him. Which story did you tell? The desk. Cutting the hole in the oh, desk. So oh, boy, that was him. My boy is the best equipment guy there is. Yes, I mean, no he is on top of it they're i mean i'm not a podcast guy no i mean (laughs) he still has a flip phone (laughs) so my boy don he uh he takes care of the kids you never have to worry about anything going on like when you're ready to go practice you go to practice he's got the kids the last one showing up rolling out locking the doors and he does all the special teams he does the kickers just the kickers not the special team part of the kickers and uh there's a there's a full there is a there's a few stories, but the one that cracks me up that I'll never forget as long as I live. We're practicing kickoff. Well, the kicker <laughs> was struggling to get it to the deep right area where he needed to get it. So he started getting fired up and and he coaches our kickers hard. Like he is not, hey man, you got a pinch of plant foot here. It's what are we doing? And it's like Chris Farley on steroids. <laughs> he is out there like just, oh my God, that's horrible. I mean, he can just get the guts up. He's like, get it, kick it right, kick it right, line it up, kick it right. Coach wants it right, kick it right. Well, all of a sudden, he starts getting a little red in the face, and that kicker kicks it short, and he leans over. And at that time, bloody murder comes out of his as well. He leans over and just goes, ah! just screams a lot everybody stops at practice he's going oh my god and then he stands up and he calms down and everybody goes what what just happened oh i got stung by a bee, I got stung by a bee. <laughs> and everybody's looking around like what what is going on all right all right he's like, I, got, I got stung by a bee it's okay it's okay i mean from right kick screaming burly but and so the kicker lines up again and goes to kick it and kick and as soon as he kicks it he goes oh it hurts so bad <laughs> 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 goes, I go Don was that another bee and he goes yeah that, that sting is just hurts it just hurts it hurts about it's a sting sting right here and so now everybody stopped watching the third time kicker and this time it happens where he just leans over and goes ah! so the third time he screams again everybody stops well he goes all right coach y'all good and we're like yeah don we're good we're good all right i'm gonna get the kicker shook up come to find out he was having a heart attack <laughs> it wasn't a bee sting it was a massive heart attack oh but he's fine he's good but just the way he was doing it from calm collected hey we got this because it got fired up. They broke it. All right, we're kicking a right to. Because uh, it, it just that, that, that sounds like a Saturday Night Live sketch. Oh, jeez. <laughs> There's some B problems at Westbrook. <laughs> there is. Yeah. Yeah. I was out there one day, and um, you know the kids react differently to bees and stuff. There's a okay. bumblebee, a big black bumblebee flying around, and they're they're like, might as well be a dragon. Oh, yeah. they're, 
<laughs> might as well be a dragon. They're like hitting the ground. It's like, hey, we're practicing. I'm telling them, those things do not sting. They will not bother you 100%. And so I'm watching offense, and it feels like somebody hit me with a baseball bat. And I'm like, son of a... I raise up my shirt, and a bumblebee comes out from under my the shirt. The one you said wouldn't bite. The same one I said. I mean, it's like... 100%. Oh, and no. I'm like, I can't say a word on this deal. I'm not like Don. I'm like, I can't say anything. That sucker. I don't know what happened. He got trapped in there or something, but oh, yeah. My. It was a dog, that was a trooper, man. You're out there having a heart attack, oh, coach. You get their kick our, no, kickers, but... Uh, you remember our boy Tom Brando? Oh, uh, Brando. I want to coach Brando. That was one of the best we're coaching schools ever. God. Did he play the guitar? Coaching at Orangeville. We're out here, and, and Tom looked bad. And Tom stayed up. Tom watched football at 2 a.m. in the oh, morning. Yeah. Get up at 4 a.m. start watching it again. So he always looked bad because he the same mug of coffee. He up all yeah, he drank the same mug every day. Just – Egg sandwiches. It. Egg, egg sandwiches. Egg sandwiches. Yeah. 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 Truck. And, truck. Uh, truck. <laughs> truck. And one day I look down there and <clears throat> Tom is, <clears throat> he's got his giant mug and it's like cradled in his arm. It's folded in his arm and it's, what's going on? At, at practice, he's coaching O-line and got that deal. So what's going on? And uh, this goes on all day. And then like the next day it carries on again. And that's not like him to have like, water out there and so i said tom what are you doing with the big jug of water or whatever you got coffee is what it is what's going on he goes i don't i don't know i got something in my back's been bothering me the past couple of days and stuff so he goes to the hospital and he's been having heart attacks at practice Jeez. every day and he's just rolling through it he was oh. tough. being the compassionate staff we are we've got Harden jefferson that week and so he's the offensive coordinator i mean so <laughs> You know, we care about Tom. We love Tom, but we're going to need you there. We're going to need you. He's in the <laughs> hospital room. So we don't have video at all. Before so Zoom, this, this before we, get Zoom a, we get him on a telephone, uh, like a three way call, four way yes. call. And we've got coaches while he's I'm in, in the, the hospital. And again, to me, I'm radio. And again, he called the game from the hospital. Like holding the phone. Sure. And, uh, this is when I was about 20 and... working there, and I'm calling him, and and so we're all working. Then the fog bowl rolls. The man's up. in the hospital. He's yeah. calling the play. Yeah, we went for about yeah, no we went for about 60 that night. Yeah. But yeah. what happened was we called the fog bowl because this fog rolled in. So we're in the box getting the calls from Brando, and then relaying it to him through messages, uh, through the headset. Well, then a fog rolls in. You cannot see from the box anymore. You can't see the you other side You cannot see the other sideline. You really can't see the near sideline. And side we threw line. for 400 that I don't know it how. It was unbelievable. But you could no longer – so that, that threw a kink in the plan. So we had to come to the field level. Then you realize you couldn't see on the field. Like it was – Could wow. not see the other sideline. But uh, so we got through. It, yeah. it was a hell of a game, yeah. man. Old Tom having heart attacks in the hospital. We got him We got him mic'd up and we're uh, – Passed away what just recently? Yeah, yeah. about three about months ago. ago. It wasn't a year. It, was, ago. it, it wasn't very long. It wasn't very long ago. Yeah, it was he, enough he within was the last year. Best football guys in the history. Unbelievable football it. knowledge. knowledge. That, that he dude. really he loved the relationship Special with the kids, dude. and that he loved pleasing people. Like his favorite yeah. thing to do, he could break out a guitar at any moment oh. and play <laughs> any song in that. the world. It doesn't matter rock, country, We're rap, coaching school, current pop. So, and they dared him play new kids. He played new kids. <laughs> he could play anything. And so what anytime he'd break that out way. that guitar, he would get a crowd instantly around him because he could play anything. So we go to coaching school <laughs> in San Antonio. This is when he came up to, with us to Little Cypress yeah. when you left to go to Crosby. I'd came back from Crosby, went to Little Cypress, and um he joined our coaching staff there as the O line guy. And uh 
We go to a coaching school in San Antonio. Well, instead of staying in San Antonio, we stayed on the river. So one, we got there a couple of days early just to kind of get all the coaches together and just hang out. There's a whole new staff. So Toby's looking around and everybody called him Toby. You know, everybody, Toby's looking around and he's going, Eric, I think I could sit up on that rock right there and just play music all day long. And I said, and well, in the middle of the Guadalupe, there was a rock shelf built up. Well, I, I'm young at the time. I'm like, Toby, I can get you set up there. And I said, you know what we can do? Everybody that comes by on the tube, you just tell, we'll start music. So we hauled all of his amps, sat it up on top in the middle, and, of, the in the middle of the river, pulled stuff out. What electricity. Hey, he got right up in. on that rock, got his guitar. And about the time he's fixing his mic, he's getting it all fixed up. And this, this girl comes by and he goes, Hey, little lady, what would you like to hear? And she kind of looked at him. She goes, Black Eyed Peas. He goes, I got a feeling. And he's like, tonight's going to be. And he just starts playing it right there. Hey, there were hundreds of tubes lined up at that place. Really? It was an unbelievable time. That's awesome. Was, we go to coaching school that year. And and it's it, – now, it wasn't coaching school. It was I, all the staff went to our camp house. We're on Sam Rayburn. And the stump, the little restaurant up there. We oh, go up there. We got, I don't know how I many, 12 coaches up there. And Tom comes with us. And we go out to eat. They got a band, live band that night. And so we go out and we're eating and stuff. And so we say, hey, let this guy play. He's really good. Let him play a song. It'll be fun for us. He walks up on the stage. And long story short, he starts off the first right, out, right, first right out of the box. He plays Aretha Franklin. And there's like spring break. All these little college girls and stuff. And Tom's probably at least he's pushing 50 at that point. Before the night's over, first of all, the band has been sitting at the table for two hours yeah, now. They're not done. happy. He's got this whole group of little college girls just dancing around him and stuff. It was it was unbelievable. That's that dude awesome. Was, he called himself the human jukebox and would play at place. I mean, you couldn't name a song he couldn't play. It was so good. Yeah, he was a fun one to have. Oh, man. It's always good to have a couple yeah. guys like that. Hey, just want to take a quick second and tell you about this foot rub that I've been checking out. It's made by Level Up, but it's pretty legit. It's formulated for athletes, obviously, that need preventative care and aftercare relief. All foot rubs do that, right? Whether you're on the field, the street, the track, nurses, first responders, teachers, everybody that's on their feet all day or any of the day, you tend to have feet that hurt. Taking care of your feet can be challenging when you push your body to its limits. Or, in my case, taking that extra run to the refrigerator to get that extra chocolate syrup for my ice cream. Don't judge. But... Level Up Foot Rub is specifically formulated with 400 milligrams of full-spectrum CBD to prevent the cracks, dryness, and fungal infections that can keep you off your feet. And we all know you don't want your dogs barking. Just ask my softball team. They saw my feet one time, and I haven't heard the end of it since. So take care of your feet, and this Level Up Foot Rub is the way to go. Through our special partnership with Level Up CBD, the owners have agreed, hey, we're gonna give y'all the biggest discount we have ever given for any of our products. And here's how you do it. Use the discount code LOUNGE, L-O-U-N-G-E, LOUNGE, and you get 40% off Level Up Foot Rub, 40% nearly half off all you do is type up lounge and the discount code at checkout your feet will thank you for it later and we thank level up cbd for sponsoring this podcast
So what's your odd talent? So you're on the staff. Every, every coach has was. every coach What'd has something they bring for? to the table. What do you bring to the table? I'm still you're trying always, to figure it out. You no, know, you always ask coaches. I'm listening to the podcast. I'm an avid listener. Avid. So you're always uh, is that is that the right wording? Yeah, I'm, I'm not the what's greatest with my words. What's that? Uh, mean? But it's <laughs> a car. It's a car, car rental company. Uh, oh no, it's Avis. Avis. I don't know what Avis. <laughs> but I'm always like, hey, what, you know, what do you what do you bring to that? What have you figured out your role is? You've got to have question. an idea. Thanks what have asking, you Aaron. figured out? I'm curious too. What is your, your role? role is on the staff as a young coach? As a young coach, young. I knew like when I was in your boat, like I just whatever they said needed to be done. I didn't give anybody else a shot to do it. I just did it. That's my job. I'm. I'm my job is to make everybody else better. That's a good answer. I said he rehearsed it. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, like a, that's pretty that good. That sounds answer. like a political deal. Yeah, it does sound no. like he just wasted my job is to make sure that everybody that has a higher priority than me gets everything they get they need and I can help them as best That's as possible true. to accomplish that, that job. I would agree with that. I, yeah. I, I wear many hats. Like during a football game, I because I, I used to be a, a paramedic, I'll go and make sure that uh the trainer isn't full of crap if somebody says they're hurt. Usually they are. And I'm I'm and usually they're getting the the input from me because if I, I just see oh yeah this was legit or hey give yep, them a second so I'll do that or I'm running into the locker room if I, somebody forgets some a sharpie or something yeah. or I'm rounding up special teams oh yeah it's valuable boy I, yeah, those I, are valuable I, I, I got one of those race board and he got a sharpie so I, that's I, 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 I am I am the equivalent of, those guys I'm, I'm telling you I'm a football important. coach is equivalent of a junk drawer those that's guys are important I'm telling you that's good that's I, good I, I, I basically try to fill any gap that the junk drawer. I'm the junk drawer of the coaching <laughs> staff. The head coach, you got to have or one the of those duct tape, if you will. Really and most head really? coaches started off as that guy. That's me, and I take. I like to do that because I know that I don't bring much to the table other than that. So I want to make sure I can help you bring everything you can to the table. That's good. That's good stuff. Got to have those. Well, I'm I an assistant. Off, canned answer. Now, like you talked, canned. we talked about earlier. I started off. It's good answer, but I wanted to. <laughs> I was talking about maybe going to. Howard Payne, Harden Simmons. I was a Division three at best football player. Uh, you're selling yourself and short. And so he, Except for the shoulder deal. Yeah, well, yeah, he like came, he's playing in a sling half the time. But anyway, so he comes in. <laughs> I got a rod in my arm. But he goes, he, uh, so I'm 20 years old. I'm driving a bus in the morning. Going, uh, drive the morning route, coach first period athletics, go to Lamar, come back, coach last period athletics, coach uh, drive the evening route, coach whatever sport. I coached every sport. But whatever they had me doing with the varsity, which was shagging balls, helping the receivers, doing all that. And then I would uh, wait tables after that. You know, you didn't need sleep when you're 20 years old. But right. I learned a lot. And that's the one thing I was listening to. And one of the podcasts are talking about the old real films. And I started cool. thinking about how much easier young coaches have it now with huddle. Yeah. And breaking films down because that was my first job was – at the end of Friday night was over with, we had cassettes and the reel would even been any way harder, but they, we had, you know, a tight and a wide cassette tape. Well, you'd have the offensive staff that would want it broken down offensively. You'd have the defensive staff that would want it broken down defensively. And then you'd have coach Kilgore on special teams that would want a special teams cut up. And I'm like, it's just like 12 kick. Can't we just fast forward? But he wanted to cut up on his desk. So Jim, Jim, Bilbo. Yeah, Jim the, Bilbo. that was my job to go through with the eight stacks of VCRs and pause, 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 record, play that. And then my second year is when DSV came out. So that was a what cluster. Is, what is that DSV? was the first form of huddle where it would transfer stuff from the VCR, 
you could transfer it to the internet Digital. to DSV, which was a program kind of like Huddle, but it was way more complicated. Gosh, way it, and it was always wires crossed, something was messed up. And I would finish up, and I was doing all the trade films and everything, and I would finish up around uh, four o'clock or so in the morning, and then you'd get the call at seven. Eric, something's messed yeah, up. Yeah, of course. Something's messed up. You got to come back up here. Figure, and you're like, uh, <laughs> you get back up there. But you learn a lot of football doing that. Yeah, that's what everybody that's when says. you're watching all that film and everything else. But the funniest deals, I remember when we went and traded uh, Stewart, Jerry Stewart at Dayton. So <laughs> Coach Stewart is a dude. I mean, like I'm a young coach. Yeah. That cross with him. This guy's turned Dayton into a powerhouse at that time. I think they went to the semifinals yeah. one they year, did. the next year. Good, really I mean, good. They you beat the they beat the brakes off of people in the area. I mean, they they got really, really good. Well, it just so happened, I don't know how it worked out, but we won our district and we had to play them the first round. That's when they joined John y'all's district over here. And they were co-champs. And we had to play them right off the bat. So I'm we're, we went to a McDonald's and we're meeting to trade the film and talk about the playoffs and everything. And I'm sitting here and you know, I'm hearing about Jerry Stewart, like this tough guy, old I mean, he's gonna get into it and I'm like, all right, you know, I'm kind of nervous. I'm gonna, you know, I'm trying to act cool about it. He walks up to that door, and it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be a pull door, not a push door. And the first, <laughs> you can say he gets out of the car and he's already angry. He's just mad about something, and he walks up, and he's supposed to be a pull, and he walks right head first in that door. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when I realized that I could be a slappy too. That it's there okay you that that I'm not the coolest guy in the world. Yeah. I can maybe have a chance one day to be successful. So that's just he had. He had something. They played Port Nature's one time. He told his staff before the scrimmage started, he said, after the second play, we're going to get in a fight. Yeah. If you don't fight, I'm firing you. <laughs> coaches? I believe coaches. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so we had one of the coaches I hired. Yeah. One of the coaches on my staff was at PNG, and he still grabs because he lost his watch. He lost his watch in the fight. Second play goes off, and there was a free-for-all. A free-for-all. I did. when they were in our, they were unbelievable in our district. He was a uh, <laughs> We had all he he had the all district picks one time, and he said, "All right, guys, we had him in Dayton. I don't care how y'all do it. I don't care who you pick. I've already turned my all district into the Dayton paper. Y'all turn the lights off when y'all leave <laughs> and left. <laughs> they left. They were they were pretty good." Yeah. Every year we made the playoffs. That's who we had to play first round. We didn't. We didn't get out of first round. <laughs> we never got out of first round. So you guys, y'all been coaching a long time. Y'all got any coaches that are just dead weight, not do a whole lot? I mean, I got Matt, so he went to <laughs> take a break right now. So we'll talk about him. But y'all got those guys. Man, it's different with young guys. You got young guys don't understand what we used to have to do. They just don't. Young guys don't. Now you got to hire guys that normally would be. Sub varsity coaches, you have to hire them as varsity coaches because they can get varsity coaches, you know, jobs somewhere else. So it's a, it's a big oh, difference. Yeah. At Westbrook, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, this you had to, we had to take what we could get. Oh yeah, I mean, that's, if you could breathe and, exactly and you were certified, <laughs> it, it's you. That's what he's talking about is the younger coaches coming up. Uh, they're like, so am I going to be the office coordinator this year? Don't uh, understand uh, of the seventh grade B team, maybe we're gonna. You know, I mean, like we're I mean, about to have a conversation. Actually, yeah, he's going to seventh grade B team. Uh, you you said something a while ago, and that's the deal. When when guys, a lot of those guys want to be like, I want your job. I mean, how many guys you interviewed? That what's your goal? Absolutely. What do you want to do? 
They all want they to want it occasionally. Be head coach, I want your job. That's what I want to do. Okay, well, and and Eric's as good a is a as good a example as I've ever seen. When you say, "Well, okay, are you willing to do what he did?" And not are many you of them now. To stay up at four o'clock in the morning working film, and then get called back at seven and go, "Hey," and then get your butt back up there because we got film at eight. You're gonna be back at eight anyway, or whatever time you can meet. Are you willing to do that? And that's where the rubber meets the road, and that's where it's kind of like, eh, I don't know about all that, Bill. Last and 20 years has changed. It's yeah. the people that are willing to do that. I want to do what you – I want to be where you are. but Without doing I'm, what you had to do. That's exactly Well, the hard right. part is, 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 is there's just not as many teachers. There's not as many teachers and coaches. So what happens is, like he said, you just have spots and what got – you know, I, I really feel like every coach should start at the junior high. I know not everybody did. You didn't. You didn't start the junior high. Did you start the junior high? I know. I did GA a couple you, years. You GA, but that's basically starting yeah, absolutely. the junior high. Except for me and you. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. everybody yeah. else, I just should do it. I mean, you're coming out of college. You're rip-roaring <laughs> like I know everything. And then you show up at the seventh grade, first day of pads, and the kids are walking around with their jock strap on their face. I mean, that's when it backwards. brings you back to – Backwards. It brings you back to yeah, the jock strap backwards. Backwards on the <laughs> <laughs> when you walk in, oh, coach, it feels funny. It doesn't feel right. <laughs> it's just free swinging. It's got the cover no, on the hey, back. Hey, spin it, buddy. Spin it around. Who's <laughs> spinning Rooney in there? Or when they come in and they put the cup in the jock strap, like they, well, coach, try to give me one, so I brought my cup from home. Yeah, we don't wear a cup in football, man. It's 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 okay. Or they they look at you and they've got their helmet on and they've got one chin strap buckled over here and the other was just a mangled mess. And they're like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go, coach. No, son, come here. Let me. But it brings you back to where what it really is. And like, I just remember we had an unbelievable junior high coach. And another another coach had passed away too soon, Chad Coulter. And when I, when I came when I came ever. through junior high, we got lucky to get a guy like Chad. And Chad, you know, played college there. ball, went to Orangeville, and he um, when he came through, he just got ha- happened to get hired. Orangeville had a science degree. Coach Terrio called him, offered him a job, and he came back. And but he didn't have any like any want to go to the high school. He wanted to be at the junior high level, and. Some of the things like I remember, like you're going through and you got to make seventh graders shower. Like you got to, yeah. like, dude, you got first period athletics. You're about to go into class smelling like a seventh grader after athletics and you're about to stink everyone out of the room. So, like, I remember, like, an axe doesn't cover an axe it, pal. doesn't cut it. So, you would have the seventh graders, you know, the, after the first day of school practice, everybody's like trying to run in and, and hurry up, get out. And he would be standing at the door and handing everybody their, their uh, head and shoulders little bottles and, like, nope, everybody in the shower, go, go take a shower. Go. And then, so, you have the first group of kids that are running into the, uh, bathroom stalls trying to hide yeah. nope get them out go to take a shower <laughs> but you learn as a man that, that we smell different. we've got to take a shower yeah and then oh, he would you. hold us out after the first it was not it was not even um i think it was the third practice he would start holding us after practice and we'd have to sit in front of the school song lined up in our in our little seven lines finger up uh, and we had to sing the school song over and over and over again until we all had it memorized. Really? Could not leave. So the deal in Orangewood, America, is when you come down Sandbar, which is a road that splits the high school and the elementary, and all the schools are on one road. Uh-huh. As soon as you turn left on Sandbar, you go, hey, 
windows down, fingers up, and you'd sing the school song. So you could always tell how the junior high teams did when you're coaching the JV freshman game on Thursday nights. Because then when the junior high bus get pulled by, like towards the end of the JV game, if you heard, hell to the, everybody yelling, oh, they won tonight. Are you here? Hell <laughs> they lost tonight, you know. But it was That's about cool. being a, you know. Part I, of something. I, well, I tell people that yeah, when I was growing up, I didn't want to be a Aggie or a Longhorn or a Cow. The only thing I wanted to be was Bobcat. That was it. Like he brainwashed us to where the coolest thing to be was a Friday night football player. So like if we had, you know, 90 boys in our grade or what we didn't have. We had 45 boys in our grade, 43 of them played football. Like it was just like we wanted to be a part of this. And I, I, people forget how important that is. Yeah, how yeah. important it is to have guys the biggest like that. how you make junior high coach. That's the, the biggest the, one the you make. Junior high coaches is so important. And so not many want to do it. They don't want to do it now. They don't do it right. That guy, he's talking about one year, my first year there, I think we had, or one of those years, we had like, and the numbers are going up because we had 61 junior high eighth graders. We had 61. I don't want 60 say. played football. Wow. I mean, when, when nice I say dude. 61, I'm going to about 61 football players. 61, 61 boys in the eighth grade and 60 played football. And the other one was a manager. Yeah. And he wanted to be a was, part of the team still. Yeah, wanted to be part of it. But it was, it was building a culture. When you talk about culture, that dude, it was that was culture. That's what you do. That's what it wasn't about. What he said was socials and all that extra stuff. That I mean, you, that, that, that stuff doesn't matter. When the kids, when they believe in that stuff, and and you just, it's hard to really talk young coaches into that now. Like they they want to jump right into the headset and calling a play and this and. Man, do y'all get to go to watch your little leagues play? Yes, man. I'm gonna tell you what I went. My son went through it. Uh, the grade below him, Mason was probably a fifth grader, and I watched the third and fourth grade practice. I watched the first day of practice. The coaches started conditioning. They started probably at 6 o'clock. At 7 o'clock, those kids are still running. <laughs> this is this is the truth. The next day, the coach came to me because I was the head coach, and I, after we finished practice, I would go help coach down there. I wanted to coach my son. He said, Coach, we had 43 yesterday. I ran off 19 of them in the first day for you. I ran off 19 for you. I'm thinking, dude, you just ran off. Why? 19. No, that's not. 11 year old kids. I don't need you to do that, pal. We sat I'm like, down. why would you do that? Before I left Westbrook, I sat down and wrote down every kid that since I was at Westbrook, and this is under Kevin too, we had 119 kids go play college football. Through the nine yeah. years I was there really? at Westbrook, 119. While I was at Westbrook, 42 of them were B team players in freshman year. Forty-two of them were B team players. Thirty percent. So you're looking at about fifty percent of them were B team players their freshman year. That's a great and great set to have. And because I sat down, I said I wanted to do this because you know I never you know I didn't put put out anywhere. Hey, we signed this minute. I didn't I didn't use that deal, but I did want that because when you're at a place like Westbrook, it's you know you have that and you have a lot of kids and the opportunity to get that. But I wanted to see how many. It is to get a B team, how important it is to have those junior high, more than one team yes. and this and keep those kids out because you never know how they're going to grow. Well, and I, we, look at me. Uh, I, mean, I look like this when I was in seventh grade. <laughs> well, we uh, as a freshman coach, freshman coaches have talked about that. You know, I wonder how many guys that are on varsity right now were actually freshman B team players. So that to actually have a number to that, because that's an actual conversation I've I've had. So it's cool to know that stat- that was uh, you guys did that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I look like this in seventh grade. I haven't. You never know. Grown 
I was six foot, 190 pounds and was the fastest kid in the grade. Yeah. And uh, now I'm st- I'm six foot, 100, uh, 238 pounds. Hey, give me a couple pounds. God right almighty. <laughs> Jeff, what'd you say you weigh right now? I'm about 225. Right? Nice. And you're six five. Yeah. And Eric, you're not. But I'd give out for his hair. I'd give everybody for that hair right <laughs> there. That hair. Uh, 18 the pounds of that is the hair. That's the deal. See, y'all talk about shower. I got to ask y'all this. If it's a bottle thing, it's all thing. My freshmen every day bring two pairs of underwear because they shower in the first one. <laughs> they, they wear, they don't they take shower that. In they underwear? shower in that underwear. Okay. In the underwear. Okay. Then they come in and it's NASCAR. Yeah. Yeah. Brother, it's, <laughs> they have a pit crew. Boom. <laughs> so they hit NASCAR <laughs> before Coach. <laughs> So that, that, that's how things so are. So that's about a thing or no? no. Okay. That's, I, think that's, well, a, I think that's an age thing. I think it's that's an age common. thing. So the freshman at Westbrook, uh, this was two years ago. I had a, a kid come run. Freshman athletics had just finished. And I have a coach in the locker room with him, but I still had a kid run through. The coach was in the equipment room. I had a kid run through into my office, which is right by coach. So-and-so, man, they're doing something disgusting. They're doing something horrible. I mean, I need you. We need you in here. So I'm like. God dang. So I take off running thinking somebody's doing something really wrong. I run in there and go, what, what, what's wrong? What's wrong? Coach, he's naked. He's naked. And I go, who? And a kid comes walking out of the shower with a towel wrapped around his. And they're like, coach, he just got naked. And we're in the shower. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, guys. And they're like, but you know, there's last period athletics. So a lot of them didn't shower because they just went home afterwards yeah. with a kid. We went through boot camp. So he was covered from head to toe. This rest of not- I'm like, that's what you're supposed to yeah, do. Yeah, take the those, shower. Oh. oh, gosh. Let me put that in perspective. So y'all may have told us when I left a second ago. So in Orangeville, the oh, yeah. field house, there's a couple of stories in Orangefield, great stories I've told a hundred times. There's four uh, toilets yeah, and they've got a wall. So you're sit if you're sitting on the toilet, the end of your knees are about even with the little half walls right there. So there's four of them. And then there's a counter with like the the sink, sink sitting up there. And then a urinal. And a, and a urinal. Old I don't know. Nobody knows that deal. Old. And so I would come back there. Hey, it's time to go to practice and stuff. And there'd be four dudes sitting on the toilets and they they could lean forward and stick their head out and they were all talking which you know why they're sitting there which is fine but then there would be three or four guys sitting on the sinks in front of them talking like to stairs, them and they're all having a conversation it's like dude what are y'all doing who wants to are they nope i mean i can't say no i didn't privacy, do that in college I'm nothing, nothing. i've got nothing. some great stories with with this with the orange because we we really I mean, we had naked time after we got out of like before the, the game. Wrestling mat, was yeah. That was so whole different I, before, level. We'd all come out. We everybody would go. We used to eat our cafeteria. It had the best oh, cafeteria nice. food in uh, in America Shout at that time. Shout out to Miss Bruce Shout out to Miss Bruce Hart. It was the it was best. Awesome. So we, so we didn't want to go anywhere to eat. We wanted to eat at home. Wow. So we would go to great. our school's cafeteria, get double chicken fried steaks, homemade rolls, oh. loaded up. Would come back to the field house, use the restroom. Every ninety percent of us would shower and then. An airdrop, put our towels down, and everybody would lay in the field house and turn the lights out and get about 30 minutes of just relaxation time. Coaches come in, flip the lights up. All right, boys, time to get going. Yeah, right, sit up. Airdrop. Okay, y'all, y'all would go in the locker room, use the restroom. Naked. No, we'd go in the locker room, use the restroom, then get naked, take a shower. But y'all would get dressed before y'all lay down with the lights off. Uh uh-uh. uh. Airdrop, <laughs> brother. Okay. You gotta get your mind right. 
All natural. All natural. Uh, we did, well, we had a small budget. That would never happen in Bridge City. That would have never happened in Bridge City. We wouldn't allow that in Bridge City. So then, <laughs> so then, close group, close group, kids. Well, what? so the couple story. Couple That's stories. That's all culture right it. there. Well, funny thing is, one, we're in today's society now. I, and so our high school principal every morning would wake up and run. Very in shape guy would run every morning at about 6 a.m. Well, me and my buddies and a bunch of us would do the workouts before school. So we would go in and shower before we went to class. Well, he'd come in right there with us and shower. And like, it wasn't even anything about it. Like, I don't know if you could even do that today. No, I'm pretty sure like, I mean, he'd be like, hey, boys, you having a good day today? Yes, sir. We, uh, our principal, I don't want to say his name, but yeah, our principal at that time, well, he's retired. But uh, but then the best thing Charles ever is, Donard? yeah, Charles Donard. Yeah. Awesome. He, he'd run he every morning. I know Every morning he'd run and we'd be in there showering after morning workouts and he'd come walk in right there with us, take the shower, no big deal. What's up, boys? <laughs> with, the, with the players. But, well, it was only probably about 12 of us that worked out before, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's a, what you that, do. He's an Orangeville guy. They all, that's what they do. Yeah, I, I think so. I saw a Dateline episode. <laughs> I, I, I know the guy. I love it. When I substitute, that, that grand well, ex coach. Well, I love the dude. Ever. Yeah. Yes. So Chris Hansen jumps out to catch a predator. <laughs> the best thing ever is when they bought a wrestling mat at Orangefield. So I heard this. They, they would go. And we, now, I was out, but I was coaching there. Now, I wasn't much older than the kids that were doing all this stuff, but they would go in the shower and they'd soap all up <laughs> and they had the wrestling mat out there and they'd take off running from the shower and go head first to the mat and see who could get the feathers naked and they called, us, they called it sudsy <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of this episode <laughs> who could get the feathers <laughs> Morrison would stick his head out there god dang it boy stop playing that damn sudsy <laughs> Shower so with the kids. Coach, he was your head coach. You were. I worked uh, every year under him. He left. No, but he was the head coach the whole time. No, I, I worked, him in high school, I worked yeah. one year for Morrison as a head coach. Yeah, you, he, he was a didn't coach. Play for no, I no, I, I actually Morrison did coach me. Yeah, he was even uh, coordinator. Well, was no. Oh, the Morrison first time. coached yeah, me yeah, with yeah. Terrio staff. That's right. He was a D line. I played linebackers, but he he was D line. So Blake was defense coordinator before I got there. Then I came. Yeah, Blake left us. That's right. And then he. Blake came back, but he had already graduated. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Well, Blake's a good coach, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Blake's a good coach. That joke was funny. Alligators getting the alligators best ever. I bet he still has nightmares oh, about that. Oh, he has unbelievable stories. Oh, yeah. That's, I, I'm not going to say a lot. <laughs> <of that. laughs>